A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. One, two, one, two, one, two. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, JB. It's your favourite pod of the week. Oh, there you go. Hello and welcome to this. It is the Foot Fetish uh, the Foot Fetish Podcast. The podcast all about your leather feet. I'm here <laughs> unsheathed with my little five digits exposed to the elements. And I'm here with Tim. Hello, Tim. Hello, JB. And Phil. Hello, Phil. Hello, JB. Nice feet. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Oh, look. See, look, I'm doing it again. As soon as the camera's... Are on. I can't keep my feet to myself. <laughs> uh, this is a, this is of course the MWDP podcast, and we're going to be talking everything Premiership rugby. Any Pro 14 you want to talk about this week? Um, good win for Ulster against yeah. against the Dragons. Uh-huh. So it doesn't really matter. Cool. So if, that, if that's what you like, uh, there you go. That's your Pro 14 stuff done. Boys, what a weekend in the Premier. Eh? So good. Great weekend. Some oh, amazing just, uh, games. There we go. It might help if I turn my microphone on. There we go. That's better. Ah, there we go. <laughs> there we oh, go. we haven't just done a whole podcast with your mic off, have we? No. Thank God for that. I don't think so. No, we haven't. We, no, way, no, because I can hear myself. Yeah, and the waveform was on. great. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, b- do you know what? Do you know what happened this weekend? Yeah. Some people wasted their time, and do you know what they did? They watched international rugby <laughs> during a premiership window. Well, do, do you know what? So I, I started the last podcast with a little audio nugget from uh, Georgia against Spain. Uh-huh. I've got a little audio nugget here from Stan Sport Australia. So th- they have now taken on the broadcasting of Super Rugby AU. Which is then on World Rugby. Free to watch on World Rugby's channels. It is. And apparently it's like... Eight of the best minutes of rugby ever recorded. The end that, of the rugby's Reds game. Yeah, so I I didn't watch that. I I did get to see some of the um, Force versus the Rebels, which wasn't the best. It, at no point in the eighty minutes did it contain any of the best eight minutes I've ever seen. There were some nice moments, but not an amazing game. Mm. Yeah. But um, so Stan have taken over the broadcast. Uh, I, I've never heard of this channel before, but Stan. Yeah, what does it stand for? I I don't know. I think it must be like Dave. Oh like, really? Oh wow! Stan. So it'll so be high quality then. Well, no, I'm not saying it's like Dave. I'm just saying as in it's a station named after. Um, it's probably it's probably named after. It's given a name that reflects its target audience. Stan. So that's what Dave is. Dave is is a station aimed at like. 30, 40 something blokes. Really? So, what yeah. do you reckon the Premiership would call their station then? Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> because the way, that, the way that they market themselves, you yeah. would, you'd think that would be it. Tarquin is. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But um, so, Stan is a station in Australia. And what I love, Michael Checker is one of the pundits. What, what I absolutely love about this is when they do analysis, they put music behind it that almost feels like you're, you're in a an expensive trendy restaurant 
Oh, like soft the, jazz. Yeah, well, there's a restaurant in in Manchester that, in Spinning Fields called Aus- Australasia, and uh, yeah, as if you don't eat there all the time. Fantastic food, <laughs> fantastic food, but it, it just feels a little bit too trendy. Like they have a DJ on there playing, you know. Oh, they do have the they DJ. Do don't have they have a DJ, and they have the see-through decks. Right. Yeah. So, so have a listen to this. The conversation starts at the desk with all the four hosts, and then Michael Checker and the uh, the, the host of the show go on to do some analysis. Alana, just on Suliasi Punavalu, you've kept a close eye on him throughout that first half. You're going to head to the analyse, but really interesting to see, you know, the good and the bad about his first start in Super Rugby AU. Definitely, but we just got to see his try, and we had a look at some of his attacking threats. Is that Chico going to the the analyzer? Uh, Chico and I wanted to have a little bit closer look at his defensive decisions, but also the music. As soon as they go to the analyzer, to to put him in the defensive line where he actually is. And then, and then, and then you look at another video. It's exactly the same. You get, they, get, they introduce the... Yeah, well, we all remember the beautiful try that we just saw then in the corner, but Czech and I wanted to have a look at a couple of those moments, Nick, that actually led to that and the moments of the game that we were talking about that actually lead to those impressive points happening, Czech. And, and the... Oh, wow, the music. I don't know how you feel about that, that musical accompaniment to your rugby analysis. <laughs> I don't like that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm down with the soft jazz, actually. If it was, like, soft jazz, um, that'd be quite cool. Like, uh, Dave Boob... I can't say his name, no. Dave Boob... I can't say it. Take five. That, 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 that'd be quite cool. So, do you want that quite life? You go, right, um, Nick Mullins to go, right, Austin, you've, you've spotted something going on at scrum time and then a little bit of some smooth beats in the yeah. background. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Well, on the on the game I watched, the Force versus the Rebels game, at half-time, there was a two-pundit panel pitch side ha- having a conversation about the first half, but they were they were asking each other, each other questions, but they were directing the questions and answers directly to the camera. That's very American. That's American, yeah. So that, it seems... So I don't watch... Yeah. much American sport at all but it just seems so weird to me because I'm used to obviously the brilliant BT sport and if well any any of them uh, your good self included Tim are having a conversation with someone else they are addressing each other both for the questions and responses so, it felt so alien so, so two things which I like first big fan of pit, oh, pitch side desks like, I, I like a good pitch side desk uh, yeah, that, that's great the bigger the better yeah I wasn't keen on what Sky did a while ago and they wheeled it's on wheels wasn't it their big their big Telly, it's too temporary. Don't like that. It has to be a proper <laughs> desk which you bought out. A problem, proper permanent fixture, just like yeah. the um, enormous. Uh, giant screen crane that the Super League had <laughs> exactly. installed at every single Super oh, League yeah. ground. What about if the 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 TV on wheels that uh, no Sky, wheels. Uh, Sky Sports had the, the TV that, that would like it, well, it was like a unit that they'd wheel in. Yeah, 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 yeah. the yeah. wheels. That's what yeah, I'm no, saying. No, no, if they had it with wheels, but they gave it a name. And it was almost personified this thing on wheels, like it was a pet dog or something. Come on, uh, no, no, come, no, come I, on. My, my biggest fear is robots becoming sentient. <laughs> yes. So if you've got a personified television that moves of its own volition, I've got an issue with that. All right, yeah. Uh, and the other thing as well as I going to mention is that we've already reached the pinnacle of sports broadcasting that's when Gary Neville and Carragher turned away from whoever it was to go on their walk <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was unbe- that will oh, never be bettered Kelly Cates ne- yeah never be bettered that was amazing wasn't one, it <laughs> one of my favourite bits of sports broadcasting uh, in in very loose terms is the uh, Mitchell and Webb sketch oh the, oh, the football the football yeah presumably means oh, the f- something to someone <laughs>
Well, and in years to come, we will be able to say these games happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah, very but these good. games did happen. Oh, there, there were some did. games that actually happened. Uh, I tell you what, uh, all we every game went the way I didn't want it to go. Effectively, <laughs> like every single game was, uh, and I don't know where this leaves the league actually because I there seems to be one legitimate team, maybe two. The, uh, the top two are legitimate teams. Yeah, yeah. Bristol and Exeter. Yeah, two. Yeah, two. Then. But just sort of carrying over from uh, the last podcast to this one. Um, the Saracens players played fantastically well for England. A bunch of them did, and if those Saris boys can just can just keep going with that sort of performance, they've got a shot at the playoffs <laughs> in the championship this year. Yeah, it's incredible, they, isn't it? Yeah, they should do okay. Yeah, and Jersey's not an easy game actually. Of all the ones they think that here's a potential banana skin, Jersey would be up there. Uh, Jersey yeah. away, yeah, Jersey away. definitely. Jersey, and the shame about that is, it was Jersey away without fans. Jersey away with fans, I think, oh. would be a different. I, I a was, I was sure you were going to say it's Jersey away without the Sippers. England boys. No, without oh, the right. England boys, so they can check on all of their offshore companies. <laughs> <laughs> business on pleasure, yeah, exactly. Well, no was, business on business. Actually. It, <laughs> business on business, strictly it, business. It was Jersey where Sippers had his. Uh, it was. wasn't it? Yeah, it he was. himself. He, he undervalued himself famously. Go- golden wrists, yeah, platinum wrists. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> still, he's still not turned up anywhere. Unless, no. unless I've missed something. No, he's not. He's still in the rugby wilderness. But hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, I do want to see him back, but I don't know where. Uh, he's got to go for a big money deal. And the, the only places with big money deals at the moment are either France or Japan. Yeah. Right, uh, right before I forget, um, we, we are on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Egg Chasers. Yes. Thank you very much to everybody that has uh, supported us there. Um, you, yeah, if you appreciate the fact there is always a podcast every Monday morning without fail, some Tuesdays or Wednesdays as well. Uh, and we've been doing this for seven seasons accounting. If you appreciate that and you want to try and help us to get around to more grounds, do live shows, uh, or just show us that you think it's great, then um, patreon.com forward slash eggchasers. Uh, you will get uh, priority access to live show tickets when we're able to and when we can put the thing, the events on that we want to do. Uh, and among other things, you will also get uh, the chance to win some of the jerseys from the Rugby Dungeon in a little monthly draw that we're doing because uh, we've got too many shirts. We've got far too many shirts. Far too many shirts. Um, so the winner of this month's um, shirt... Oh, yeah. Phil, oh, what, what should we give it away? I think I think we should do the Wales Grand Slam one. Well, Bearing in mind, Wales could win a Grand Slam. Yeah. So this is the kind of thing that... Um, a, ma- a match weight Wales Grand Slam 2019 okay, jersey. So I'm not going to call it match weight because I don't want to be sued. Because there might well be <laughs> like a... Like a thing above this, but it feels pretty much weight. So has it got the, the test? Is always has it got the GPS thing at the back? It does. Ooh, does it have it on the inside? It does not. Ooh, so it might not be. Might not be yeah. match weight, it's, but it is. It's a very good. It's, it's not close. just. Yeah, it's not just. Why a, am I giving this away? Sorry, why am I giving away my my stuff? Uh, it's ours, a, our stuff. It, it's mine. This thing, <laughs> this one's legitimately mine. If you want the history behind this one, I I did an eight 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 advert. Oh yes, exists. So I went. Well, uh, you you give it away because you, unless you really let yourself go, you're not going to be able to legitimately wear it. And you hate Wales. I do not hate Wales. You secretly, (laughs) you you kind of love and loathe your your home nation. You love to hate Wales. So I, I feel very uncomfortable wearing 
shirt, rugby shirts if I'm, if, exactly. I'm, if I'm not playing, right? Unless you've earned it. And 888 made me wear this shirt to debates like I'm some sort of super fan, not realising that, yes, I am technically Welsh, but I don't really support them that much. But, and then I had to argue uh, why Dan Bigger was better than Owen Farrell. That bit was easy. I mean, that bit was <laughs> walking the park. And then I had to do uh, a bit, some like controversial opinion. Uh, so I went for why the hacker should not be allowed in stadiums. And they released it on the same day of the Auckland of, of the Auckland shooting. You could not think of a worse time. <laughs> well, hold on, in the wake of? Or? Yeah, in the wake of. It must have just been scheduled. So the Auckland shooting happened in the morning. Oh. And then like half an hour later, this thing comes out saying... Um, you know, it, it's it's a, it's not a cultural dance; it's a commercial jig. Well, and uh, just, think of it from a bunch of point of views. One, yeah, in fact, our, I don't want it. I never our, want to hear shit ever again. Yeah, it's one of the worst mornings one, of my our life. wonderful follow, <laughs> our, our wonderful supporters on Patreon get a jersey in the week that Wales could win their next Grand Slam you want their jersey from their last Grand Slam and you exercise all those demons you just mentioned yeah you get you get to dress up like like me when I was acting like a bigot <laughs> <laughs> the bigot shirt and the winner well, is the bigot and bigger shirt yes the winner yes. is uh, the winner is let me just hit return it is number 533 Ooh. it is Damo Damo surname on that or just uh, Damo it, <laughs> this is this is name is input as demo. We let me just check. We have got an email address. Uh, one sec, five three three. Uh, we have. Oh, sorry, this is a. Uh, I, I trust you. For <laughs> incredibly, right incredibly efficient. That's fine. So five three three. Yes, uh, Damien Cocking two. Damien Cocking. I thought we thought his name was Cocking too, then. <laughs> Damien Cocking. Damien Cocking. Great stuff, Damien Cocking. Shirt coming to you. Good man. And uh, sign up at Patreon for the next giveaway, which we'll have to decide what jersey that's going to be. Which one of my jerseys? Why do we give away your, your, uh, your Japan one next? Uh, yeah, why not give yeah, away my yeah. Japan one? No. Uh, anyway. Wait, anyway. Isn't that Japan one a medium? I'm saying the only person who's it's actually fit into large. it. It's large. It's large. Is it a large? Or is it, is it a match fit, though? I can't give away these. This is, I can give away... Uh, you can't give away that. Well, <laughs> you can't well, do it. I won't do it. Well, I won't allow it. Well, we'll, dis- we'll decide. We'll yeah. decide over the next few weeks. We yeah. still got to give away that dragons one. Yeah, we need to post it. I'm, I'm anyway. to post it to. Uh... So, in chronological order, then. Yes. Well, no, not necessarily in chronological order. Fine. What uh, do you want to talk about? Quinn, Quinn's Harlow, uh, Harlequins um, going to Sandy Park, the top of the table clash. Furious about this. Except for Bristol, obviously. Absolutely furious about it. So everything went wrong, uh, really, uh, because. Harlequins have to target this game. Harlequins want to be taken as a serious team, allegedly, now. This is this is their new thing. They want to show that without Gustav, they can go out and win, and they don't need all the bears and badges and all that. Haven't they always team. wanted to be seen as a serious no, team? No, absolutely not. No, <laughs> I, I can't imagine that they, that they did. Bears and badges. Uh, yeah. Um, attack helicopters. Attack helicopters. All of that's gone on. Maseratis. Yeah. Salmon chinos. <laughs> what a club. Um, and this was the time to do it, right? So they win this game. I think they're going to be hard to move out the top four anyway. But they win this game, and they're second, and they're beaten one of the big boys. And that is going to go a long way for when they get to the, the playoffs and say, do we back ourselves to win? Well, we've got a record against Exeter. Mm. Yes, we can. Do we back ourselves at home? Do we back ourselves at home? <laughs> okay. Uh, so they had this in. You know, they had this within their grasp. And more importantly... Exeter do lose some players, not many, but they do lose some players to, to international. They lose a few. Uh, Johnny lose... Gray, Stuart Hogg, Henry Slade, yeah. Cowan Dickey. And so a lot then, actually, to be fair. Jack yeah. Knowles out. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's not the same as, say, Leicester Tigers losing players because There's... Exeter are a far more well-balanced squad. Yeah, and they still arguably got two, their two most important players in the Simmons boys. Yeah. 
and Harlequins have everyone available. So my new theory is Harlequins have got to win pretty much everything throughout the Six Nations once they're absolutely at their peak with losing no one. And so that's that's a good point. How when was the last time a Harlequin team have contributed so few players? To England, uh, who is the Harlequins player in England? It used to be Joe Marler, but yeah, and Joe Marler. It was it was the Marler, Care, Brown, uh, Rob, Rob Shaw, Shaw. With, with the four every time there, and then Monier before that. Yeah, um, yeah. So like it's people like Scott Baldwin, who is still an international class hooker, I think. You know, yeah, he's playing week in week out. They've got Low. They've, you know, they've got all the, all these lads, and it was there for them. They nearly did it. They nearly did it, but instead they decided just to throw it away, and it's, <laughs> it's devastating for them because. That was a really important win. Do you think throw it away? Is that threw it away? Trashed it? Is that the characterisation of that game? I I I think so. I think that's unfair on Exeter because it was Exeter's Exeter ground this out. It was well, effectively three pick and go tries. Can I just point out, by the way, you remember I said I had those uh, those, those regular socks that are um, club socks. I'm wearing my Harlequins ones today. Oh, they're They're nice. where, Where are they from? I can't remember what the company's called. Brilliant. I, I bet they're I, delighted by that. I, I keep being asked to the company. They didn't send them to me. I got them for Christmas. Um, but I would be sent more happily. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll find out. Anyway, they're great. I think you've just, um, well, for, for the purposes of the video, you've just done all of that behind the uh, the laptop. <laughs> there sure, we I'll go. Show a bit of leg. There we go. There we go. There you go. And, and this Get that on the foot fit it. Yeah, the, <laughs> the main thing. <laughs> you need to take them off now, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly, uh, so, selectively. Yeah. I, I, I can't help but think um, it wasn't as much Quinn's throwing it away as Exeter just doing what Exeter do, which is grinding out a win well, when they're not necessarily at their best, but trusting best. the processes. But you need to figure out a way to beat Exeter. You know, when uh, you've absolutely. got all your boys there yeah. and they don't have a lot of theirs, and you're ahead, and you're at Sandy Park, that is a time that you need to grow up and work out a way to win. So I don't disagree with that at all. There are, I just think there the, are two teams involved in this, and Exeter yeah. trying to Yeah, and you've got to be themselves. better than that team because if you want to be serious, you've got to have some wins against Exeter or it, against Bristol. You've got well, to. Yeah, if, and if Quinns have aspirations of being the top four, which they absolutely do, it's unlikely they're going to get into the top two. Therefore, they've got to go to either Ashton Gate or Sunday Park in the playoffs. Yeah, and beat one of those. Teams but I don't think coming away. away. I don't think coming away from this and going Quinns, you blew it. What you're playing at is. Oh, I think I, I, yeah, they, they go to the, the home of the European and Premiership champions, yeah, albeit not at their best and without some key players. But one point loss. Yeah, yeah, well, they exactly. could have. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, yeah, of course they could have won it. But I think they'll take more heart from that than they'll be disappointed and they'll but they'll sit they'll, they'll look back on it in a couple of days and go they'll think we're in a great place if we're gutted to come away from Exeter well with that's a, one a good point question defeat. I don't know if they are gutted I mean I, I, I don't mean that I don't say they're not the answer is I don't know if they are I don't know if they come away from that thinking um, yeah good good go guys that's fine and in which case that would be quite, quite, quite unhealthy if they don't are coming away from this absolutely devastated that they had a one point loss against Exeter then you know maybe you can say that they, that they kick on you got, I think you've. All, I think Phil's right. You've got to credit Exeter. Well, they they showed a lot of resolve because I thought they were done. Well, they get another crack at this, don't they? They have Gloucester, and you know Gloucester could easily show up because they're a good team in their own right. But they take on Gloucester and then they get to reset and go against Bristol. Mm. So that that so that's there. Quinn's next two games. Yeah. So Gloucester, they you would think they they could win that. Or they they, sh- they you, should they should win that. Quinn yeah, Quinn should win that. I wonder if Bristol will uh, just hold a bit back for Europe the following week as well. Yeah, well, mm. and Quinn's Europe the following week against Ulster. Mm. Mm. So there's a few things going on there. But, mm. uh, 
Quinns. What a nightmare. What an absolute nightmare. Well, well, again, Exeter fans will be delighted with what happened. Don't you just love big day viewers? Yeah, I do. He's in my fancy team too. Yeah. yeah. A, look, look, and the reason I'm not talking about Exeter is because we know what they are. I mean, that, they're not really an interesting story, are they? They're just awesome. They're awesome. They're always going to be awesome and they're reliably well, brilliant. Albeit that would have been their fifth defeat yeah. in the this season had they lost it. I think it, was I, an, I think it was an important one to have clawed their way back from. from. It's one of those, I, I agree with yeah. that. I I d- wouldn't, sorry, go on, Phil. No, I, I just think the point is correct that Exeter, in the last couple of years, particularly the last season when they were winning all of those tight games, this season some of those tight games have gone against them. Yeah. Um, and it's very important for them to actually grind out that win. And it, it really was... It was ground out in tough conditions. I wonder if when you get really good, like really, really good, like Quint, like, like to the point so, where you're beating top fourteen teams home and away. Yeah, like Exeter or re- Ooh. sorry, <laughs> Exeter are now really good. Exeter are legit. And prior to that, the only people that came close to them are Saracens. I don't think in Bristol the, are still in the, they're in the cl- same class as them yet. Yeah, right. I wonder if they start playing a different game. Like they're not that worried about losing. Five games, or I think they lost. They lost more than that. I think they had twelve games on the bounce once that they. Well, they, I think it? they definitely lost nine. Nine, yeah. nine yeah. on the bounce. The year they won the league. Sorry, I'm scrolling yeah. through something. It's, it's automatically. I'm going to turn it off. Yeah, that's a good idea. For something. That's a much better idea. Um, <laughs> and they play it differently. Like they're not. They're not that worried about getting in the top four, so they can, you know, they can lose a game here, uh, here or there. For, for Exeter, I wonder if five games losing is inconvenient, but not necessarily the end of the world. Because they trust that they they will be in the top two. Yeah, because I'm sure, I certainly think the Saracens felt like that. Like they wanted, and that's why well, they have selection games until the very end. I mean, Saracens won the league from fourth. Yes. So Saracens, it almost and Saracens were consistently battling on two fronts. Yeah. They were competing for. Well, doubles season after season. Yeah. And just, just remember, and I think Rob Baxter's absolutely right when he always says it, he never exaggerates wins or defeats, but he always says when they lose, it's not a, not a great deal to work on, it's just a couple of things we need to tighten up. So mm. um, I think we've just always got to look at it in that context and not draw too exaggerated a, a, a Conclusions from from any well, result or run of results. What is the even. result? What's the conclusion about Exeter? They're still really good. I mean, yeah, you know, they 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 beat a team man for man who was probably as good, if not better, than them, and that's what 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 Exeter do. They're really good. I don't think I draw any other conclusions other than the Exeter machine carries on marching well, on. I draw one conclusion: they their pitch isn't as good as their team. Yes, that's a weird one. It's usually quite quite nice on there, isn't it? It's uh, this season. It's been bad. I mean, I guess they played a lot of rugby. To the back end of last season on it. They haven't furloughed the groundsman, have they? No. <laughs> uh. Oh, do you know the groundsman? His son used to used to play at Tock H. Really? Yeah, really good rugby player. And a scrum off called Luke. And yeah, he was, he was awesome actually. Was he up here for uni then and played at Tock H? Yes, I think he was. Mm. Yes, th- or was he? Was he working? Doesn't matter. What one thing I'd say is that um, uh, Nathan Hughes going to Exeter. Sorry. Nathan Hughes going to Exeter. Well, sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm assuming he is, just because the haircut. Ah, <laughs> I was going to say huh? that's a story. What? I was just assuming. I'm, I'm assuming that's the case. <laughs> that's why Nathan Hughes is doing that mullet. I think it's, a, it's uh, an audition. Yeah, I figured. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were breaking some incredible news there, Tim. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's an interesting. It doesn't sound like an Exeter signing to me, but you know. Um, <laughs> Baxter knows things. Baxter does know things. Yeah. Maybe he's got the right movement patterns or, or, or 
or some such things. Mm. Uh, did anyone see the Newcastle Bath game? Uh, only the highlights. Bits and bobs. <sighs> like, uh, there's so much to take out of it, and simultaneously nothing really to take out of it. Yeah, but... So, uh, is it, things you already know are confirmed. Yeah, well... Well, no, actually. Go on. Not in your, not in your case. I, I, I looked at that Bath result, and I thought... I, I, that's when I started to feel for you, because you said in the first few minutes, basically mo- a couple more tweets along the lines of, Bath are a terrible club, terrible organisation. What, what is this shower of... <laughs> Basically, tweets to that effect, and then you went very quiet on 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 the on the bath game. Yeah, I, th- when, I, threw, when my, the, I threw my phone through a TV. So, <laughs> when they, yeah. when they absolutely battered Falcons, they absolutely smashed them in the end. It was actually quite competitive for like I don't know first half or so, for like first half or so. I think the Henry Thomas try was when I started to accept that this one this one was gone. Uh, but when you say that you accepted this one was gone, were you starting to accept that Bath are actually a pretty good team? Hang on, let me just check the table. Fourth and bottom. No, they're not. <laughs> no, and they're Newcastle not. have got injury problems. I mean, they had three yeah, players drop out in the warm-up, which never, never really helps. No, genuinely though. I mean, this result is a looks like a bad loss for Newcastle, and it is. Some of the stuff they, that they played was really good, like really, really good. And this is why I say you can learn a lot, and it's all sense nothing. We already know that they are um, a well-coached club, but I just thought. Imagine this scenario where you en masse purchased the Newcastle coaching team and put them in charge of Bath. They would never with stop the, winning trophies. With the talent. Yeah. Yeah, because there, there is, even though Bath are missing a load of internationals, like Anthony Watson and Tulupe Falatau and, and uh, Will Stewart and... Charlie Ewells. Charlie Ewells, yeah, and multiple others. Yeah. Um, there's still way more talent in this kind of Bath... 1.5 team yeah. than, than the Newcastle still team. Still got Dunn and Underhill and Reed is playing playing great. They've got, low, they've well, got Jonathan low. Joseph and Joe Tokner Singer yes. are fairly talented individuals. Tom de Glanville looks class. Always looks class. So you know, just imagine. I mean, that would be the smartest purchase that Bath could make is Newcastle's whole coaching team. Or Steve Diamond. Or, or Steve Diamond. Or Michael Checker. I'd like any of those appointments. Yeah, I think I, do you know what the most ridiculous part about Bath is at, at, at the moment? Uh, They're really, really offensive. Go on. Why is the Bath um, team jacket red? It, it, to me, their, their subs paraphernalia looks like their main colour is red and their tertiary colours are like black, white, black, <laughs> white and blue. Well, do, do you know, um, statistically... Across all sports, teams play teams in red perform better than right? any other team. It's absolutely factual. factual. Yeah, I, I, interesting. I've just been reading uh, a book on um, brain injuries, but that is one Ooh. of the points that is it's quite interesting. Second, sec, uh, no, third chapter is less. Um, let's enjoy the third chapter. Anyway, it's one of the points referenced in that that it looks like there is sufficient information to say that there is a causal link between red um, and results. Amazing. A 2% advantage over a long, very long, over period, a long of time. period of time. The theory being that it's something to do with uh, testosterone. Yeah. It, 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 it activates the release more testosterone. Fascinating. I don't think I've ever played for a red team. Mm, yeah, Lancaster, Lancaster University. Oh, there you go. Red, did, red uh, did you win? 2% Have more than, than... Oh, yeah, Manchester Rugby Club I played. Yeah. Did you win 2% more than in other teams? Well, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they are. Well, that's conclusive. There you go. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading a book at the moment. It's fascinating. And it's called... In fact, I can't actually remember exactly what it's called. It basically just says GDP on, on, on the front. And it's uh, a whole book about how to calculate GDP. And it's fascinating. <laughs> Utterly. <laughs> Sam, sounds like... like you, no, so is it a, a load of formulas? No, um, no, thank it's, God. It's the theory behind... The theory behind GDP, what it means, how it's calculated. And it, honestly, you can't listen to it for any more than, say, 30 minutes at a time because you've got to go, what, what does that mean? <laughs> but when you think about it, you think, I can't believe that we... I can't believe we, we, we even use a statistic as a thing. So, yeah, I, I'd highly recommend my GDP book, whatever, uh, whatever it is. Very good. Uh, so, Ed Scott, friend of the pod, been on the Tier 2 tours, and we know, I know he's a Bath fan, so I'm bringing him up here, because uh, I think he might have been watching the Bath game and saw this, but he says, why do referees at the moment tell players to roll east and west out of rucks rather than just left and right? Is this more wanky slash uh, more wanky ref slash rugby terms that are being created along the lines of resource the ruck which seems to be dying out have they just felt they had to come up with something new I don't, yeah it's a good point mm. left left and right does seem to make more sense especially if you're side to side or just side, side to side yeah I, 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 side to side because east and west it's particularly confusing if your ground does not run north to south yes, as in the exactly posts right. don't run north to south yeah if you have um, I mean because I went to a school learning, uh, for learning difficulties for children and if you have a highly autistic child who takes things literally you've got a real problem yeah Not, well, uh, east, east on this pitch but, is but back towards my own w- post that's the west stand there yeah, yeah exactly oh hang on do you know when they call it west stand is that west relative to something local or is that west in absolute terms I, th- and is, uh, I, th- uh, I think it's west I- in absolute terms <laughs> I don't know the difference between those two things. West would be west. Well, like I say, if it was, if it was, um, if it was done. Uh, say you just got the entrance right. Is it relative yeah. to the to, to to the entrance? So uh, but, you, yeah. You so, it, like, so well, that's the, that's the beauty of northeast, south, south, and west. Well, so if I'm if I'm giving directions, uh-huh. so I will say, head head west down my street, yeah. and then head south. To which my wife will say. I've got no idea. Tell me to go left and right from my point now. I'll say, yes, but left and right is is all relative to your current point right now. Uh But if you're going back from Sainsbury's, you need to know your absolute position. Agreed, which makes it almost even more ridiculous, the fact that refs call it... East and yeah, east and, east, east and West is ridiculous. It's absolutely, and when you put it like that, it's absolutely ludicrous. What, what would be handy for referees with this one? It would make it all make sense if if it was done all just arbitrarily and one end of the ground was north and another was south, and the two sides were east and west, regardless of uh, which one you decided was north. So you, that would mean the referees' chat made sense. Or we rip up every single ground that is not. Um, oh, this is the not to north go. to south. So you just want to get more business for your company, don't you? Who, who, who would rebuild that? Well, <laughs> if, if you want to get in touch at Rugby Podcast, slide into my DMs there we if go. you're looking for a new stadium. Uh, well, I yeah, think we've well, we'll well, covered that. It's in. a bit like this as well. There's a whole can of worms here. Is I'm just thinking back to when I used to go to Cubs and we play, we play uh, Port Starboard. Uh, Bowenstone, they shout different <laughs> things, and east, east, south, northwest, they'd shout stuff, and we'd run to different walls. Yeah, we used to wall. So l- l- <laughs> they were lying to me all that time as well. Because actually, I wonder if that's come from. I mean, that must be. Pri- well, I know you didn't go to private school, but I wonder if it is a private school thing. Because back in the day, you weren't doing you weren't doing PE, were you? If you were in the local comprehensive in ni- in nineteen thirty. No. In fact, no. you, you might not even be going to school for. <laughs> I, I really don't know. But the guys who went to private school were presumably being 
groomed to run an empire. And knowing your way around the ship is probably quite important. <laughs> You're wrong, actually. One of the things they used to do uh, in, in school is they used to just get them doing calisthenic-type stuff. So they used to get... Pushing things, this. No, no. So not just not private school, not public schools or private, uh, private education. It was like all schools. They would have them just stood up in lines like they were in army yeah. uh, lines and go and then right do star jumps and they'd all have to do star jumps for ages and then and that was that was PE basically uh, when did that because there'll be a point when before that point there would be no PE and I don't know when that is yeah. it might be 19th century might be it. No, <laughs> yeah. anyway. what was it's mad when I think back um, to like school and linking it back to rugby when I think back to schools I remember being told even when I was you know, when I was going through the representative levels at 16, Southwest and, and uh, South of England trials, all that jazz. And I remember getting told, oh, don't do weights. Don't do yeah, weights. Yeah, I was told not, not to do weights until you're over 16. Is that yeah. Told? Whereas I've got my... I've, I've got, got no I've, idea what the guidance is now. I've got Louis doing doing deadlifts and back, right. back squats and stuff. Yeah, rightly so. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there, are, there, there, there is some rugby to talk about. Uh, do you want to see Bristol Bears? Yes. Impressive performance. Oh, just before we ju- jump off of uh, Exeter and uh, yeah, sure. and, and Quinns, just uh, to reiterate something that we sort of between us been saying over a number of weeks now. I don't think that there isn't a better fullback, English fullback, playing at the moment than Mike Brown. Same goes for Lucid Prop with Joe Marler. Same goes for Scrum Half with Danny Kerr. Agree with all that. Just outstanding. And yeah, and, and, and to to pick on the point you made about having these big names available. Not only are they available, they. They're, the er, they're earning every pattern they get. We talk about the our international players worth the money you spend. Well, they're being paid international wages, mm-hmm. but they're earning them at the minute. They're class. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. And for the first time in in ages, that they are consistently doing it. Partly because they're they're not away uh, internationally, but also partly because Harlequins are on a great run of form. Mm. Coincidentally, since uh, Gustard left. It's weird. Can we do a sack of director of rugby? Pocket the 300k and yeah. you're away. Who needs yeah. a director of rugby? Who needs one? It's a great question. Absolutely. Just give it to the other guys. Give it to charity. Give it to charity. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what are they doing? Anyway. It, anyway. It matters not. It matters not. So, uh, Brist- yeah, Bristol won. Yeah, they hammered wasps in the end. And it, I, it, yeah, it took a while. It took 60 minutes before the, the gap opened up. It was yeah. the um, the Joyce try with after whatever it was fifty eight fifty six minutes something like that because up to that point it was a three point game and then the the kind of the doors opened. Yeah, I thought um, Wasps did okay in phases. They seem to not be doing stuff well, which they used to be doing well. So what really impressed me with Wasps when they were winning last season. Their defence, their defence could turn people over. It was ferocious. Maybe that's a Jack Willis thing, you know. Jack Willis, Barbary, Launchbury is very handy at that. Yeah. that type of stuff. So they had the ability not to have to. Oh, well, they could defend for pit laws periods of time, but you switch off and they and they take the ball. Yeah. But they were also good in like really tight situations too. They were getting over from push, push over scrums. Yeah. You know, they, you know, people invest a lot of money in props for them not to do that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, pick and goes things you don't associate with wasps they were doing really well and that element of their game seems to have gone backwards what they're good at they still do well but the rest of it just it's there's something missing there, I've, there, I've said it before so I won't go uh, won't go over it um, but yeah w- what they're missing is those absolutely massively influential players which Die Young didn't have and the wheels appeared to be falling off 
Lee Blackett came in, gave him a breath of fresh air, yes, but also at the same time Lee Blackett came in, he got back Jack Willis, Dan Robson, Joe Launchbury and Jimmy Gopper. Gopper. And, yeah. and they look like a totally different team. Three of those four key guys are out and they look a totally different team. I think it is as simple as that for Who's, who's the best 13 in the Premiership outside of Sam James? Uh, Randrandra. Ooh, yeah. we'd be struggling to And then Randrandra number one, Piers O'Connor number two. Interesting. Um... Do you know what, do you know what uh, I fec- need to see? Fekitoa, fec- yeah. if if you can get back fit and playing properly. I think Fekitoa is fec- him. class. Absolutely love him. I, he's just a defensive weapon, isn't he? Which you never used to think about, did you? You used like, to think about his rapid, hard runs, out, getting on the outside shoulder. I'm not, even sure he's fast. I'm not even sure he's fast anymore. I mean, I'm sure you can, you can move a little bit, but <laughs> I, I, I don't even think of him. And in, a, in the Wasps team... Which are renowned for being really quick. You've got this this guy who just he just annihilates people, atomizes yeah. them. Although he got sat down by Dave Atwood, who is another guy playing outstanding. Uh, yeah, Atwood is playing some lovely stuff at the moment. But te- it's technique of uh, Fekitoa as well, because to to direct to have that much power, but just to he just crunches people up, folds them like deck chairs. I would love to see Fekitoa go up against Rodrando. The unstoppable force can see the, the immovable object. Right, if Courtney Laws was tackling Fakitoa, what would I, who, who would... Oh, Courtney would win. Yeah, Courtney would win. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney would win. <laughs> Notice course, you know, it, 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 it's not even a fair fight. But against the other 13s, I don't know if they're... I, mean, I don't know defensively. I think Jonathan Joseph is probably better defensively in terms of how he you know, covers his space and never gets beaten on the outside. He's probably the best defensive 13. In terms of just pure hitting, Malachi Fakitoa has got to be the best. Yeah. More than Manu. Yeah, definitely more than Manu. I mean, Manu doesn't get in get in thirteen jersey for sale, let alone <laughs> let alone in the conversation for the best thirteen in in the league. He's all right at twelve though, with uh, Van Rensburg's hurt. Who's um who's bigger, Fekitoa or Randrandra? That's a good question. I mm. would not be surprised if Fe- if Randrandra's taller, but Fekitoa's heavier. Those legs alone must yeah, weigh. He's got big old legs on him, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. So I'm just uh, trying to find their official current profiles. His legs look like the sort of oak tree that you could uh, make a uh, galleon out of. You know, it's like, it's something about Fekitoa. You know how, like, uh, racehorses' jaws f- seem muscular? He's like, mm. Fekitoa's got a muscular face. Muscular nose. Yeah, <laughs> he has. So they're, they're official profiles. Yep. They're both six foot two. Oh, I thought Red Runner was bigger. Than- so I would say Fekitoa's bigger than. Uh, I think Fekitoa's going to be 100 kgs. JB, any upgrade on that? 105. So like 16 kg. is listed on his Wasp profile, which should be up to date, as 99 kg. So just just a shade under 16 stone. So I, yeah. I, Randrandra is definitely bigger than 100 kg. Randrandra is 105 on his official Bristol. God damn, we were robbed of this matchup. Robbed. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, I can't believe we've not, uh, not spoken about Charles Piertel. Oh, awesome. my God. He was absolutely awesome. His... So the the two main involvements, obviously, his try that he passed to Piers O'Connor, where he went as first receiver off a scrum, passed to Sir Charles, and he'll do all the rest. Yeah. And then his pass out to Adi Loken yes, was the uh, off the left hand. Left hand. It's like a twenty yard, twenty five yard pass. Perfect. It was. His at full oh, it was awesome. Yeah. I felt bad for Tiff Eden, you know, because he's been knocking on the door for God knows how long, trying to unlock this wasp's defence. And Piers just look, just give it Piers out. Just run, just runs through like they're not even there. <laughs> do you want to have a go now, Tiff? Well, I even think Bristol could call it 
could could have a call and just go Pietal ball, Pietal ball, and he, yeah, he, they still wouldn't be able to stop him. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> the, the one thing I think Charles Pietal epitomises as well is how good rugby players are at being self um, self cutting barbers. He, had, <laughs> he, he looked slick. His, he, his hair looks slick, sharp, yeah. like the perfect, yeah, yeah. perfect side parting, perfectly tapered hair. And just I was watching the international rugby, mainly because I'm thinking when I'm on telly in a couple of weeks, what the hell am I going to do? You know what I do shave it off. What am I going to do? And I'm looking yeah, at these. You find him. You, yeah. it's, it's a lot better than mine's looking at the well, moment. Yeah, that's fair. Exactly. But I'm going. What am I going to? But whereas I look at, I was watching all the games this weekend, thinking. There's some really good barbers among these rugby squads. Isn't there? Yeah. So I know of an employer. I'm not going to tell you who or name drop or anything like that. Not name drop, that's not wrong. Dob them in. But one of their ways to get their staff back in the office was to get a hairdresser in. <laughs> Said, yeah, if you come to work, come off field and come into work, we will get a hairdresser in. And they all came in. Wow. Wow. Know your market. Genius. Indeed, indeed. And it was such a professional rugby team. Oh, so what they do in South <laughs> Wales is get a tattooist in, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you tattooist uh, and a, a guy who... Uh, sleeve. <laughs> guy who deals in some uh, vitamin S as well. Ooh, delicious. Or some uh, hemo-rage. <laughs> hemo-rage. <God. laughs> Supplement. It's been a while since I've thought about hemo-rage. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so Bristol just marched on. It's, a, it's disappointing for Wasps. I thought they would challenge for top four again, just judging on what so they did, did I. last year. So did I. But yeah. again, they they do not have that depth of squad. You can't. They can't replace Jack Willis, Dan Robson, Joe Launch, Joe Launchbury especially. Yeah, I'm not sure many teams can replace Joe Launchbury. In fairness, but, but there again, they did, and this is what annoys me about the situation they find themselves in, is they were really good at making people lower down their squad play well. That's what I thought that they that they were good at, and to a certain degree, they are still pretty good. With, that's within a context, though, is as we talked about with Leicester at the back end of last season, putting all those kids in. Mm. You can slot in George Martin, Freddie Stewart, and Jack Van Portfleet when you around George Ford and Genji, Genji, and all these. But you you can't chuck when you take out those linchpins. It's a different matter altogether. Mm. Yes, I think you, there is a lot to be said for that. A lot to be said for it, in, indeed. Um, why don't you? Why, why don't we talk about Leicester? They, they, they didn't watch the Leicester game then. I've only seen the highlights. Yeah, I'm so it looked like some rolling mall tries that won Leicester this game, uh, and a little bit of magic from Zach Henry. Yeah, I, 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 this is the one game that I've not actually seen. Uh, sorry, one of two games that, I, that I've not uh, not actually seen. What it, Italy Wales being the other, obviously. <laughs> yeah, 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 Italy Wales. Um, interesting news in the week that they just released a lad. Yeah. Tom Hardwick. Yeah, I don't know anything about that, but um, it's just it, and it was it was a release with like a one line statement yeah, saying bye. yeah, basically saying thank you for your service. He's gone. Yeah, he, he was it always struck me when he was on the field, very very confident in his own ability. Tom Hardwick, like very, he had a bit of swagger about him. Like mm. he was kind of the guy, and I quite like that in a ten actually. Someone going, oh, you need it. I'm I'm here. I'm the man. Give me the ball. I'll do it all. Yeah, I guess. I so, mean, so may- maybe him being where he is in the pecking order with them having brought in Juan Diaz, Bonilla, Zach Henry, and they've got George Ford. Maybe, maybe he just thought, well, I'm no, I'm better than this. Oh, you should be picking me. And okay, well, off I mean, you go. He was linked to Bristol. Bristol, because he's kind of got a Max Malins vibe about him. Has he really? Mm. So I know nothing about. Oh, did you see him in, in, in the twenties, by any chance? Uh, no. 
So I look, I know nothing um, about the guy. I just thought it was interesting to let a young player like that go with such a harshy word. Not harshy word, but um, uh, well, yeah, it's like, not what it's not what they said. It's what they didn't say. Yeah, we wish him all the best. Yeah. Um, I think possibly for other clubs, this is a sign that uh, they should absolutely snap him up because other youngsters there, <laughs> Leicester have let well, go in the back through in the backs. Uh, Alex, if this was Alex f- Lewington, Paolo Adogu, yeah, and the rest. If this was a few years ago, I'd definitely say yes. But I think mm. I think Borthwick has, has well, I don't think he has cleaned house. Um, time will tell, but I think I trust Borthwick a little bit more than people who are cleaning house. Two, three, four, five years ago. Agree with you. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on there, isn't there? And you know, cleaning house in some ways just feels like a little bit of a get-out clause. Yeah, not my guy. They talk about this in, in Soconomics, don't they? Which is every new management manager comes in, turns over the squad. It's like the oldest trick in the book. But I do feel that this time it is warranted. But they yeah, seem I mean, to do it every year. Well, yeah, Leicester have Leicester have had like fifteen to twenty incomings and outgoings in each of the last five seasons. Mm. So <laughs> there's there's no guarantee at all this will work, um, and some of those including players that have gone and then come back, like Johnny, uh, um, no, yeah. um, George Ford or Balmain, or uh, there's players who've been Johnny in around Johnny May. Well, no, because Johnny May came and went. He only went to Leicester once. He, he went to Gloucester twice. Oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> but yeah, the, 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 but they, it's, the, it's the same principle with the wrong teams. Yes, well then, yes, I, I, yeah, that did. Uh, yeah, uh, there's obviously some long-term thinking here. Like uh, uh, Dan Kelly played, who's obviously part of their long, their long-term vision. Yeah, and I don't know much about him, but I, I like his, um, I like his physique. He's a muscular young lad. So they've got like this handful of guys, and I think this is the way that they're going. Stewart, Kelly, Van Portfleet. Martin, uh, Martin. Um, there's a couple of others. Yeah, there's well, a couple of others, and and they won the under. It was either under 18 or under 19. I'm not sure what the age group is. They won that two years in a row a couple of years back. Mm. Yeah. And as for Gloucester, so, so that's these guys. I mean, you know, they put out a good team. In fact, looking at these guys, like, yeah, they've got a couple, like they're, they're like a, like a couple of kids, but they really need to be, they need to be picking up wins here at home against teams like. Teams like Leicester. Like Leicester during the Six Nations. During the Six exactly. Nations, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this would be a disaster. If the, they, the, they did bring some youngsters in, but again, I'm not saying he's not talented, and he was the guy that scored that winning try against Ulster, George Barton, but um, they started the season with Danny Cipriani as fly, a fly half. They're now playing George Barton at fly half. It's a very, very different kettle of fish. Which team do you think has gone through the most starting fly halves? It might be Gloucester. Billy 12, This Barton, season? Yeah, Billy 12, yeah. Barton, Lloyd Evans, Sippers, Lloyd Evans, Lloyd Evans Sippers, that's four. four. And they probably slotted in Mark Atkinson there for a few minutes in a game at some point. They have to have started, I think. So, yeah, okay. So, okay, four so then. Yeah, so only Bristol have done that. I can't. From what I can... Yeah, Johan Lloyd, Tiffeden, Sheedy. Oh, they might have done five then. Sheedy, Lloyd, Tiffeden, Bedlow. Um, oh, God, Bedlow started. Yeah, and the, hang on. The two starters, maybe it is only four. Yeah. No, hold on. Lloyd, Sheedy, Bedlow, Eden. Eden. Yeah. 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 So that'll be four as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's four. So I can't... Uh, Furbank, Bigger, Grayson. Grayson. No. No one else. Um. Conan, Hodgson, Flood, if he started ten, I don't know. No, I don't think he has. Uh, he might have done in one of the games. Leicester have definitely gone through three. 
But that's it. Yeah. So yeah. So it's only Gloucester um, there, and it turns out that how many twenty-halves that you start has no correlation to your league position because Bristol are top and Gloucester are not. <laughs> yes, Carole, I, I, that is a completely um, useless fact. statistic for you. Worcester will have three so in Searle, Weir, and uh, Shilcock. Yes, but that Shilcock is injury-induced. Hold on, Wait, who? Searle, Searle, Weir, yeah, and Shilcock. Shilcock for Worcester. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Irish have probably it? only had one. Only had one. Um, possibly they might have played Brophy clues there to give Paddy Jackson a break one week but probably not actually no I think Paddy Jackson has probably played um, Leicester uh, Leicester Exeter Skinner and Simmons yeah but has Skinner started maybe one game Sales just Rob Dupree or uh, AJ yeah Yeah. two two, two Um, great turns Quinn's probably just Magic Marcus Magic Marcus Brett Heron yeah so just looking at the table now outside of the top two I don't say this every week, but I just can't make out who is who seriously wants the other two two places. Like they are, they are just I, so evenly matched. I th- I think, and the two that are in there probably will get it. Quinns and Sale, I, but, but Quinns, it feels like it could all disappear as easy as it came because it, yeah. it the, this run of form, um, which coincided with Gustav leaving, they didn't they hadn't demonstrated that for. Well, several years before that, other than fleeting um, performances by their superstars, whereas now they're they're putting it all together. But how quickly can that just dissolve? Yeah, and they're not getting any better, are they? After Six Nations, everyone else is getting better. Everyone gets better, yeah. yeah. And that's where they're gonna maybe have a little bit of a problem. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Did you watch the Sale Sharks performance? I I saw... um, No, I I watched... I don't know what you were watching. I watched England under-12s against South Africa A. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I just don't know what to say about this. Well, um, firstly, let's say a massive positive. Um, what, what's there to be positive about? No, Tim? no, no. For, for <laughs> Northampton Saints named in their starting fifteen twelve and in their match day twenty three sixteen academy products. Yeah, and a whole twenty three of England qualified players. I wonder how. Or was it a whole uh, first fifteen? It's a whole first fifteen. Whole first fifteen of English qualified. But, but I think only that's for, uh, that Ratu Yurwara. Yes. Yeah, Ratuni Yurawa. Yeah. Oh, and Rory Hutchinson are their players oh. who are non. Isn't Hutchinson through the academy, though? Yeah, but he's non English qualified. Non English qualified. But the starting 15 was all English qualified, and in their match they scored 16 academy products. Good stuff. That, that. is phenomenal. And they, and it wasn't just. Uh, there's no relegation, so we're so let's play the, a game. the kids in. They, they bloody won. Let's play a game. Was there a game in the Premiership this week? Where the two sides cost some, such subst- a, a substantial difference in actual cost of the first fifteen, just salaries. Oh, the differential in this one would have been massive. 
I mean, who was the who was a highly paid player at Northampton Saints? Who was who, who was the, the big money guy there? In that team. In that team. Al- Alex Waller. <laughs> yeah. Taman Harrison. I mean, they'll be on good starting money. Taman will be on. Tom Woods probably fairly on, decent like, senior money. But he's yeah. on, he's thirty four, thirty five yeah. now. He's he's. I mean, he's not starting for eight for England as he was six, seven years ago. And then on the sales side, you've got well, I mean, yeah. actually, the, you know, the Dupree twins. But well, one, one of the money, Faf de Klerk. One of the Dupree, money. one of the Dupree boys is on big money. Yeah, at least one of them. But yeah, definitely one of them. So, uh, just, it's just uh, Lude might be on. Lude will be on. Lude might, might be the best paid, played second row, best paid second row in the league. Yeah, he he was actually good. He was he was oh, yeah. good again. And like they had one phase of play, and I thought this is on here. They are looking really good. I think it came off a line out. Uh, it's like a, a dummy switch, dummy switch, or switch, or something happened, and it looked free flowing. And the Duprees were you know, galloping around like uh, prize mustangs, <laughs> and then it, they, they just stopped playing. I, they are more comfortable without the ball than they are with the ball. And it's it's quite... weird for the best team with ball in hand in the league. Well, you know, I'm not saying it's Sanderson's fault per se, but you know, there, is a, <laughs> there is a Saracens style evolution going on here. Th- isn't this there? was this was the case all season. Sale have not uh, like they've got great wingers: Yard, Solomona, Reed, McGuigan. Um, Reed, Reed's tackle on Freeman that was that, awesome. Was, that was great. Awesome. That do, was awesome. Do you know what's weird about rugby, right? Really weird, particularly about young players. I interviewed Aaron Reed for, um, I don't know, just, I just literally did it for five minutes, uh, which we had to film. I interviewed him and this other young uh, young lad, whose name? How? Uh, Matt Sturgis, right? So uh, I think Sturge has gone on elsewhere and Reedy's really carried on. And when I met them, they looked like small boys. Like they just did, because they are small boys. Yeah, because they're. 18 at the time. Yeah, and then fast forward like 18 months or something, and they they just become massive. Reed. Reed looks stacked. Yeah, and I remember thinking, even probably last season when Reed was playing, he's too, like, he just doesn't look ready to be playing at this level. Yeah. And then he's been on the Tom and Ben Curry diet, mm. eating dumbbells and stacking cows, and he looks massive. He, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Bloody yeah, he, he did look. He looked like he'd been doing the work in the gym. Yeah, it, it, it is bizarre because you see so so many of the academy kids, and then you come back to because you know, I won't been there for over twelve months, and you will show up at the training ground. And they're like, well, yeah, they're absolutely enormous now. <laughs> yeah, you know that the Curry's are even well. Apparently, Ben Curry's even bigger. Well, he's not been playing as many games, has he? Is he injured at the moment? Yeah, so well, he just they, get... they actually said in a press a presser that he's been hitting, he's been injured, and therefore he's just been hit, hitting the gym, hitting the gym. Yeah, he looks absolutely enormous. And I can I can only imagine. Because, uh, well, during lockdown, I love that that, yeah. that Ben Curry article saying that <laughs> they get a snip when one of them thought, even thought or got a whiff or a suggestion that one of the, have you just gone and done a workout? <laughs> no, no, I just, I, no, I was just taking something out to the shed. You've done a workout, haven't you? Right, right, I'm going to go and do a workout. And that would make the other one go and Sneaking do a workout. Sneaking out at night. Yeah. Well, they, they were the ones, because there was... How do you get out of the bunk bed, though, without working <laughs> There was the talk of... A lot of players, particularly forwards, losing weight because they couldn't train properly, and therefore, and also they weren't able to eat properly because they're they're not in the training ground. They're not having chefs making them meals two or three times a day. Five thousand. I mean, trying to cook five thousand calories for yourself is hard. <laughs> it, it depends. Depends what you're going to eat. 
Yeah. But if, you, if you're eating pizzas and milkshakes... Even that was pretty difficult. I mean, doing it consistently would be difficult. Every day. Yeah, you'd calories. be pretty miserable. Um, anyway, there are lots of players. There's the Italian prop who lost, like, 15 kilos. My word. Because he was, he was basically locked in his flat. Um, and the Curry Boys put on five or six kilos <laughs> over lockdown one. A good weight. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beach good weights. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were definitely some beach weights in there. Oh, 100%, 100%. Yeah, when, when Sale get Tom Curry back, that's going to be a big deal. Ben Curry, yeah. And Tom. Oh, yeah, and Tom. But, well, Yeah, both of them. Yeah. I, I think Sale will comfortably get oh, top they, four. Oh, they'll get top four. Definitely. Yeah. And Manu. Manu will be back soon. Yeah. In fact, Manu, Manu is back soon. That's, that's is he? Yeah. Well, he went for a long walk in the countryside. You don't do that if you're not nearly back playing <laughs> no, rugby. No, they definitely uh, intend uh, to play. With, with Alex Anderson. Yeah. Uh, again, again uh, I, I think you... I'm not that sure that Sale are nailed on top four. They're likely top four, but I don't think they're nailed on. I, I think it's a uh, a huge failure if they're not top four. I, I Enormous, that, uh, catastrophic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think last year was a huge failure, and indeed, Steve Diamond left shortly afterwards. Um, I think this year would be a huge failure if yeah. they don't get Even top four. Even if they had to take two steps backwards, to t- sorry, one step backwards to take two steps forward. Dropping up the top four, I don't think is. I think that would be uh, that would be too far backwards. Well, two yeah. steps backwards would be finishing second behind Exeter, down to finishing fourth, but still making the playoffs, mm. and having to go away to Exeter or Bristol. And also be the wrong way round because you could one step back to go two step back, two step forward. If you went two steps back to go one step forward, you'd eventually you, just go backwards. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You're back, you're further back from where you started. Yeah, that's, that's highly undesirable. Yeah. Um, your boys, Tim. My boys, they, they won again. My boys yeah. won again, and Paddy Jackson slotted a fifty-yard penalty well, not, with room to spare. Right, so this this is the bittersweet element of this. So, I, so I was watching this, and I was I was going, God, I was like, come on, Paddy Jackson, come on, and then yeah, and then I then it dawned on me as the flags went up. Oh balls! I'm playing against Paddy Jackson in my fantasy rugby draft, draft match, and I've lost by half a point. Well, it's going to recalculate in the morning, so mm. you well, never even know. Even if it's within three points, that that Paddy Jackson thing could have cost me my fantasy rugby draft week weekly matchup. Devastating, but, devastating. But on the flip side, yeah, I was delighted for the boys. And um, Blair Cowan's a, a family friend. He's the godfather of is um, he godfather of Nick's kids? And, well, I did um, not know that. Yeah, and what Nick's sec- uh, my nephew's one of my nephews is called Blair. Oh um, well, 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 and that's that connection. So to see Blair Cowan is still absolutely tearing it up. Um, he, he's playing some nice. So he, he thirty-five works. tackles, a Premiership record, even more than Jack Berger ever managed. Goodness me! Wow, he works so fucking hard. You know, I think this thing is almost like a weakness of London Irish that they have Blair Cowan playing because he he just does too much for them and some things which I don't think he should be doing on occasions it's like the Owen Farrell thing do you, do you know my, when I say about Owen Farrell that when he used to get into trouble he hasn't done it recently but one of the reasons is he was trying too hard like he tries to overcompensate I see this with Blair Cowan like he goes digging into rooks for, you know, to pass the ball when the scrum half is missing and he takes a lot of responsibility on for that team he's, well, he's, he's identified I'm playing in the world forward team world team of the year pack pack 2013. Yeah, absolutely. I need to bring it up to date. 100. percent Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's he's playing well, but yeah, I just think he'll 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 improve even further, or his performances will improve even further 
when he's more comfortable with the rest of the team actually doing the jobs that they need to do so he's not burrowing in to pass the ball from nine yeah um, Irish have actually got a chance of well finishing the top half finishing the playoffs top four yeah the fifth uh, six according to my are you looking on ultimate rugby that gets am, it wrong yeah. Yeah. They're, that, not, they're, gives... not, they're not losing anyone so they had to make hay while the sun was shining and they've made, they've made it count in this six nations period but they don't lose anyone yeah yeah that is very true but they, they're, they're a decent team and they're, they're um, getting the results in tight games as well which mm-hmm. always helps which is the opposite of what Worcester are doing and they are not converting any of their tight games. Yeah, and that's quite a shame for Worcester because you're not watching them and thinking, these guys can't play, they're rubbish. You actually think they, they, they play really nice rugby. Yeah, they, they didn't play, from what I saw, they didn't play for long periods of this game. Like the, early on in this game, they were, were not very good, but it did click later on. Uh, and they were a little unlucky not to get a draw out of it. They, yeah, it is annoying because it's the same story week in, week out. They've got some chances. They couldn't finish the play. Some nice rugby in patches. Yeah, they know what they do. I mean, you know, this is a relegation team, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, and they should just, be not this, just not this year. Just not this year. Just not this year. And they should be relegated. Actually, they should go. Yes. <sighs> anyway, um, do you guys want a quiz? Yeah, go on. Oh, Phil. Yes, come yes, on. Please. Shall yes. we? So, have you got JB? You've got a pen in your, or you uh, had a pen? I in threw, it, I threw it across the, the way. Let me go. Oh, it's just there. Out of a pen, but I can. Uh, there, what, there's paper. a pen. There's a pen under JB's seat. There's a, there's a piece. Oh right. There's I'm, some paper. You got. Oh, you've got oh, paper over there. Yeah. JB just under that seat yeah. there. There's a. There's a pen. Job, you've got that paper, that's JB. Do you know that's one thing I've noticed about um, uh, not working in an office is I, I actually found myself for the first time in a long time actually going. I don't. I need a pen. I need a pen. <laughs> You're not stealing them from the office. Like, you know, there, yeah, there are some people that sort of uh, always go. Where's my pen gone? And there are some people who, who just go, there's always a pen around. I'm one of the people, without like deliberately nicking stuff, I always have a pen around. So yeah, I I just grab, I'll just grab another one out of the pot and then I'll just, oh, anyway. So yeah, I don't have a pen. I need, uh, that's why I need th- the things to get back to normal. So I have. So you can steal pens implements. from work. Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> no. Right. Ready for a quiz? Let's get into this. Yeah, so on. we have, how many questions do we have? Six questions. Six questions, okay. Okay, there might be more than one point available for each question. You still need to have a microphone, oh, JB. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Roger. So, question number one. Yes. Okay. Two Scottish internationals hold the record for most tries in a Super Rugby match. What? Two Scottish internationals hold the record for most tries in a Super Rugby match. Now they are joint with with sixteen other players. Because there are 18 players who have scored four tries in a Super Rugby match, and two of them are Scottish internationals. Who are they? Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Okay. I'll try those. Fine. Mm. Question number two. Who finished bottom of last year's, 2020's, Super Rugby Arta Okay, next. Come on. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> it's easier. Question number three. Maybe may a bit easy, that one. Question number three. Who did Connacht beat to win the 2016 Pro 12 Grand Final? Ah, now that is an interesting question. And one that I know the answer to. Hmm. Oh, okay, next. I don't know if I do know the answer to that. Okay. I 
Easy. I think I would have got confused between the final well, and, and, the, and the semi-final. I don't think we need to give any more information. Thank you. Okay. okay. Question number four. Which two players did Johnny May go round the outside of to score his try Ooh, against New, New Zealand, Zealand in 2014? Ah, that's not easy. 2014 it it's was? It's 2014. Oh, my word. Yeah. Is Johnny May announcing himself on the world stage. 2014 was 20, it seven years 14, ago now. Yeah. Wow. Johnny I, May aged 23 or 24. I can only see Johnny May. I can't. Such a good try. I can't see anyone else. 2014. Okay, I'll try that. Oh, he went outside all of them. <laughs> he, specifically, they're if you watch it back, there are two people he goes round the outside of. He goes inside players, but he goes round the outside oh, of two players. Crikey. No one's getting this. Incredible question. I'll try that and try that. That's a I, great I, question. I, I, I genuinely think if you've asked me that, I would have got both of them. No, you wouldn't. Pretty certain. Mm. Ask me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ask him now. <laughs> I, I've written my answers down honest. <laughs> okay. Uh, question number five. There is one... Rubi- it. Oh, okay. Question number five. I, I think... I've checked, and I, th- I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right, that there is one Rugby World Cup winner playing in Super Rugby AU in the squads at the moment. One World Cup winner. One World Cup winner playing in Super Rugby AU. There's two two points for this question. First of all, what team do they play for in Super Rugby AU, not their national team? And who is it? Oh! Ha ha ha! My word! I know this as well. I don't have a clue about Super Rugby. AU. All I know, all I know is AU. All I know is about the music that Mike, <laughs> Michael Checker does his analysis. You were researching the wrong stuff, Tim. If it was Super Rugby Arturo, there'd be like a dozen, Millions. yeah, hundreds. Uh, oh, I haven't got a clue. Oh, I know this one. Do, do you need the team? I'll just so guess. one point for the team. So you can get you can guess and get one point, and then I need the player. Dang so it, it's there are two points available for it. I haven't got a clue. Question um, six. Is, ah. Okay, just calm down. Just settle down. Question number six. Okay. Only four of the 2017 Lions squad have officially retired from rugby union. Who are they? Only four. 2017 Lions squad have officially retired from rugby union. Who are 2017 they? Was the last this is one. such a good question, Phil. This this was the last. Have officially retired from rugby, full stop, or international rugby? Uh, from rugby. Rugby. I disagree with the concept of uh, retiring from international rugby. Anyway, I've yeah. Said many times before, if your country calls on you, you do your you play. You, you do your duty. Yeah. Um. So the four of the squad, and this this does include the the call-ups. This is the full squad, including the Lions. Including the five? The Lions five, yeah. I think I've got two. Oh, my God, this is a really hard question. Oh, no. International rugby or rugby? Retired from rugby. Okay. I think I might have three. 
mm. including midweek games and whatnot. It's the full squad. So the full, however many it was, 40 men, including call-ups. Such a great question. Only four of them. Which means that there are 35 players with Lions experience currently playing at the moment. Ready to go. Yeah. Oh, it's such a difficult question. Um, hmm. You still thinking of the Rugby World Cup winner? No, I'm not actually. I've, my mind's <laughs> gone from that. Okay. Ooh, I oh, think no, I might no. have all four. That's no, I can't have all four. I can't. Ooh. I can't have all four. I must have something wrong with one of these, or at least at least one of these. I. Well, I think we should get a no, shuffle, no, should we? Right. <laughs> we will give we will give about twenty well, he's, seconds. He's, he's got till we get back to down to question six to think about. Okay, because he's, yeah. he's already, written, right. he's already okay. written one to five. Okay, question number one: the two Scottish internationals who have scored four tries in a Super Rugby match are. I've got Duan van der Merwe. Is incorrect. Damn it, Sean Mayland. Is correct. Damn it, and I I guess Hugh Jones. Is correct. That's a great guess. I went with Strauss. Damn it. <laughs> that's Damn one, it. So that's one point each. Oh, I'm so screwed here. Uh, I don't know that you are. I'm not very good on question two and three, mate. And I was question, total guess on four and five. Question two should be an easy one, JB said. Who finished bottom last year's Super Rugby Arturoa? The Chiefs. Chiefs is correct. Oh, lost no, eight from eight. I've and got Highlanders. Of course it's Chiefs. What the am I Chiefs, thinking? Warren Gatland's Chiefs lost eight I was eight thinking it was Warren Gatland's Highlanders. See, I'm, I, don't, I don't know my Super Rugby. See, you're fine, JB. Okay, question three. Who did yeah. Connacht beat in 2016 in the final? Glasgow. They beat Glasgow in the semi-final. No! I put Scarlets. Incorrect, it was. Leinster. Of course, it's always oh. Leinster. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. See, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Outside of Premiership. I'm useless. What's going on? Question number four. Which two players did Johnny May go round the outside of? I guessed Ben and Conrad Smith. Uh, you've got one point. Com- Conrad Smith was the 13. Yes, I've got Smith. Uh, let's see. Show Phil. Show Phil. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Show Phil. He said, there. Does it say Smith? Does it, does, say Smith? it does say Smith. You can't give him that. He was thinking Ben Smith. I, Don't give yeah, me that. Bulls. You, Smith. Can't, when there's, when, you can't give him so a point Tim, for Smith. So, seeing as Tim went for. Conrad. Give him half. Con, ben and Conrad. I'm going to give you half a point, JB. I, I wrote, yeah, but those were my two answers. I could yes. have written down yeah, Smith, and Smith covered them both. Yes. So. Surveyor would be my one. It wasn't Surveyor. It was the 15 at the time. It was Rod Dag. Was Daggy. Uh, so, that was. Half a point and one point, which means it's two point five to JB and two to Tim. Yeah. Oh. Uh, see this one. I've got Damn zero. It. I, I have no idea. I, I get. I total guess. I don't know who which World Cup winner is playing in Australia, but I guess Fran Stein for the Waratahs uh, is incorrect. Fran Stein is is playing for the Cheetahs at the moment. Is he? But in obviously yeah. uh, so, South Africa. Did he, what, 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 he said for Waratahs. For Waratahs and Waratahs is incorrect. So I think the team is the Reds. Is incorrect. Oh, I don't know then. So it is the Western Force who have Richard Kahui, who obviously won oh, my word. in 2011. Yeah, we could have been here for quite some time. <laughs> wow. Quite some time. So JB's got a half point advantage going into these four Lions Shit. players that are now retired from oh, rugby. No, why can't I think of any more players? Okay, so you, you go first, JB, but one that you have got. Yeah, have you written them down? You've just got to write them down because otherwise yeah. you can't. Have you, Warbur- so you've got Warburton written down. Warburton. Yeah, I've got Sam Warburton written down. So that is one point 
for no, each of you. No, this is this is now, JB. Have you? Can I just have a look at your pad? Have you got anything else written down on it? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Right, so oh, JB has... Oh, uh, no, you got... Come on, come on, <laughs> Phil. Okay, Tim. Come on, Tim. He's got so nothing else to JB say. JB has okay, nothing yeah. else written so down. three shots to win. You have three shots. You're half a point behind. You've got three okay. shots to win. Christian Wade. Is a good one. No, he didn't go. It was the one yeah, before. Yeah, he did. He went to the one before, the yeah. One before. He went in 2011 to Australia. Oh, yes! No! Still in it. So Wade is Still not, <laughs> not correct. Yeah, oh, good point. God. All right. Oh. Gethin Jenkins. Didn't go. Did Didn't not go. go. Oh, Did yes. not go. Here we go. Oh, no. Go. Ben Teo. No, he's, he's still playing. So. He's playing rugby league. So. And I've actually got this written down. He, he was so playing. I, when, with, I, when I asked the, the question. Sunwolves. So. So he left the Sunwolves and went to play NRL. That's not that's not retirement. So, listen. Sorry, listen. sorry, sorry. So, he went to play NRL. <laughs> so, when I phrased the question originally, I said, has officially retired from rugby Rup- union. I actually said rugby union. Now, Ben Teo officially retired from rugby league last year. He has not officially retired from rugby union. However, I did write... Bentio gets half a point. Oh, it's a draw! Which means <laughs> no, <laughs> and which means you have a t- we have a three and a half three each. and a half each draw. And unbelievably, I've actually written a bonus decider question. Oh, of course you have, Phil. So oh, I can't take the tension. The bonus decider question is think of, think of those players that retired. So, uh, I w- <laughs> do you want me to tell you the other players that retired? Actually? Oh yes, yeah, yeah I do actually. So you will. Kick. No, 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 no. You no, will don't kick say... yourself. No, no, wait, wait. He's lip. Uh, no, didn't go. <sighs> you are going to absolutely kick yourselves. Hand, hand. Rory Best. Rory oh Best. Oh, my God. Yeah, Rory Best. Another oh. one that you will kick yourselves on. Retired about two years ago with a foot injury. Was going to do some MMA. Haskell. 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 Oh. And the, the fourth one, um, less obvious. Dossie Graham or something. Not no, Dossie. Dossie. No, um, Origi- uh, Ross Ford no, no originally a Kiwi played for Ulster Payne Jared Payne Jared Payne oh man so I was so confident with Christy Wade I thought that was I thought that was the gimme but you're right 20, that was 2011 so here we go um, right this is the bonus question you're going to take turns um, giving me answers so the question is uh, I watched England France with Claire yesterday Interesting. And Claire wanted to guess who was playing for England, so she, (laughs) so she, she, she went guessing the players, and she managed to get five players correct from the England squad that was starting yesterday. However, I don't care about who she got correct. I want you to tell me the first. So I've got that written down here. The first five rugby players' names that she told me. That weren't England players playing, yes- playing yesterday. Phil, this is outstanding effort. <laughs> so you're going to take you're going to take it in turns. If one of you gets it right, and it's, it's, the, it's the second one, yeah, so you, you can shoot out. So who wants to go first? Go on, Tim. You can go first. The one she didn't guess. So this is so the this is all playing, but she guessed. She guessed them, but they were not playing for England yesterday. Okay, Johnny Wilkinson. Incorrect. Okay. She did not guess Johnny so you Wilkinson. You can win it. You can win it with this. And were the England players? No, these no, no, are, you these can't are say rug- that. these are rugby players that Claire guessed. 
Oh, well, this is just people Claire guests would be playing. Sonny Bill Williams. Incorrect. Okay. Um, and she, this is across both. She was guessing players. This was the... just, she was just guessing the England players. Abdel Benazi. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. I'll go with. Hold on, I'm trying to I'm trying to get inside the mind of a <laughs> mother, don't, mother don't, of a newborn. Don't, don't try to do that. Uh, okay. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Toby Flood. Incorrect. Chris Robshaw. Incorrect. Oh, that's a great one. James Haskell. Damn it! Incorrect. Oh, thank God for that. Uh... Hmm. No, I should know that. Come on, come on, come on. Okay, okay, Good fine. game's a quick game. Um, who does, who does she know? Who Good does game's she... a quick game. <laughs> um, uh, Billy Twelvetrees. Incorrect. Manny Tulangi. Incorrect. Oh! <laughs> Very well. Ben Tail. Incorrect. Oh, uh, Mike Brown. Incorrect. Oh, Danny come Kerr. on. You're, you're, you're giving her too much credit. But I'll give that clue. Daddy okay. Care is incorrect. So we're back to Tim. Um, okay. In which case, Martin Johnson. Incorrect. Jim Orla. Incorrect. Oh, my Will God. Will Carling. Incorrect. <laughs> Do you say Martin? <laughs> I have no idea now. I, know. I have no idea. What would you think? <laughs> Start going for Ruby players. Okay, I've got another one. Come on, G. I've got another one. Go on, Tim. Go. You have a go now. Hugo Monier. Incorrect. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, will, I will say, you're giving, giving her too much credit because... The majority of names she named. Gavin Henson. Well, now you're starting to think correctly, but that was not correct. No. But the majority of players she named were not actually English. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Gareth Thomas. Incorrect. <sighs> Jason Robinson. Incorrect. Brian O'Driscoll. Incorrect. Paul O'Connell. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess this is quite an open question because it could be anyone who's ever played rugby. Uh, it will um, Dan Carter. Incorrect. <laughs> She's not going to know Bowden Barrett, is she? Um, who would she know? Who would she know? Jonah Lomu. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, Sam Warburton. Correct! No! What? <laughs> Sam, of course, Sam Warburton was number two on the list. Yes! Of the second player she suggested. What yes! A, what a way right, to JB, lose. you've got one more guest. To, I, I, th- I think we're probably going to give it to Tim, but... Dan Carter. Incorrect. Oh. The five in order were Sam Burgess. Oh, That's oh okay. great! Not a bad not She a bad must listen to the pod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam Warburton, Dan Bigger, James Gaskell... <laughs> James Gaskell. <laughs> because how long would you have to get until we got to James Gaskell? Because she gets confused with James Gaskell and James Haskell. Oh. <laughs> and the final one was, of course, David Pocock. 
Amazing. Of course. Of course. Amazing. For, for, his, for his rig or for his environmental work, <laughs> I wonder. Uh, it's one of the few players she's ever seen live, actually. Oh. <laughs> so Tim Tim wins the quiz. Can I say, fantastic quiz, that. A lot of effort went into that, <laughs> and it's much appreciated. I'm sure um, I'm sure you, you'll appreciate this listening right now. So, uh, and yeah, do uh, email us quizzes. Contact techchasers at gmail, gmail.com. Mm. Great stuff. Oh. Any more, any, have we got any more rugby touch to talk about? Well, next, week's, next week's game? Yeah, yeah, next week's game. Oh, Sonny Bill Williams retired. He did? Yeah. Uh, devastating. He's, he might actually... Well, he said he's going to um, fight some more. Going to have a few more boxing matches, potentially. I think he's coming back. He's in such great shape. Such great shape. He can still do it, can't he? He can still do a job. He'd still get paid quite a lot of money to do it as well. Mm. Which is uh, always you, important. What I believe he's going to do is, unless he did, yeah. What I believe, unless he did the last series of it. No, I think he's going to do um, the Australian version, Australian slash New Zealand version of SAS. The, uh, that, like well, the Bear Grylls type. Yeah, which which um, Nick, at Middleton type. Which I'm, Nick Cummins won the first season uh, of. Okay. The badge. Yeah. So I think he's going to do that. Is the rumor. Hmm. So a bit of reality TV, get a bit of cash, and then, uh, yeah, whatever's next. I can't imagine he's going to be very good on reality TV. He's so straight on the line. He's not got the same personality as the Honey Badger, has he? Well, and the thing you, you, one of the things they do in that SAS programme is is they make them spar and box each other. And I think Nick Cummins... Jesus, imagine that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nick Cummins, I, I, there was one point where he got pit, pitted against this celebrity woman and was like, I, I, can't, I can't, I can't. And they were like, no, no, you got to. And he did, he hit her in the end. Did he? I believe. Whoa. So Tindall went on something like that, didn't he? Some who dares? Who dares? Are wins. you hard enough or yeah. something like that? But, mm. hmm. Yeah, difficult one. Difficult one. Next week's fixtures. Yeah. Oh no, no. What, there, there is one more thing as well. Um, just very briefly, the the European Cup. Oh yeah. Fixtures. The draw was made, and I've got to say, as much as it might not bring in as much revenue, because you get less fixtures, and some people might, but. It's quite old school, and I quite like this straight knockout. Yeah. Every game matters. The round of 16. The round of 16. Because normally you go straight to quarterfinals. What, what if you had... Ah, what if you had... Yes. What if you had a straight knockout, home and away? Well, no, home and away I don't like, actually. What if you... Home and away is rubbish for rugby. Just as yeah, well, is it? Actually, no, it's fine. But a, a shorter pool stages and more knockout, I'm up for. Maybe a three-team pool. And yeah, I completely yeah. More so higher seeds get two home games because if you if you're only yeah. having fourteen pools, you get three games. Yeah, higher seeds get two home games. So Sale, I've got Scarlets. Scarlets should do that. So do Sale managed to progress without winning a game. Well, yeah. the rules are the rules. The, the rules the rules as they have been changed to now are indeed the rules. Um, it, it does seem a bit perverse, but um, I, it, I'm not. I'm not complaining because it means we get more European rugby, and otherwise mm. we wouldn't have had a but conclusion. But you've also missed out on something critical. They also go to La Rochelle, and it, they might be going to La Rochelle when this horrible lockdown is finally over. That well, could if, be if they beat Scarlets. Yeah, and yeah, if La Rochelle. I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> what they should, I, they should beat Scarlets. They should, who knows? Who knows? So, strikes me as Scarlets are the tricky sort of team that could put a, a victory over Sale. Anyway, we've got a couple of weeks before we can uh, we need to preview that. But yeah, just the fixtures came out, and uh, I know it's quite exciting looking at those knockouts with that many games. Yeah, that, I I quite like that format. There's a few good games. So Munster to lose, 
should be a cracking game. That that is yeah. European rugby royalty. And the Leinster, um, the Leinster game as well. Um, Leinster hosting Toulon. Leinster Toulon and uh, Munster Toulouse. They're they're the biggest two. Yeah. Exeter hosting Lyon will yeah. be pretty interesting as well. Yes. But yeah, some of the others because of the way that it's been decided on only two games <laughs> as in the the, the tables. Harkins Ulster, do, do, do you fancy that? Love to. Oh, actually, UK travel. We could probably do that. Uh, it won't be crowded. It's second, third, fourth of April, isn't there? Isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, it's not. It's really too. Not. It's too early. God, I hate this. I I, I hate this world. Um, <laughs> okay, fine. Right. So anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about that in a couple of weeks. Oh, the points have just updated, and I have lost by. T- I've oh, I've lost by two and a half points. And how many? Uh, how much have I lost by by a week? And Paddy Jackson. Uh, you were losing by about sixty. So Paddy Jackson's three points at the end. I was half a point up. And had, devastating, oh. absolutely devastating. So, um, anyway, yeah, you, you, yeah, you got pan, JB, but uh, you know. Hang on, what's anyway. going on here? Um, oh, that's because I'm looking at only London Irishman games. F- fixtures then. So Friday night, we've got Falcons hosting Wasps, two teams who need a win. Yeah, that's. I mean, just judging on what I've seen, Wasps are going to find it find Newcastle very difficult team to break down. Uh, Newcastle organised. Not only in attack, but also in uh, also in defence. I expect a Newcastle win. I'm sorry to say. Wasp, I don't know what Newcastle are missing. Quite a few players. Wasps also missing a few players. But p- playing on a plastic pitch should suit Wasps. Should. Um, I'm going to go narrow home win. I'm going to go Wasps away win. Inter- no, I can't see him doing this. Really can't. Oh, we've not spoken about Wasps' uh, ground sharing thing. Oh, with Coventry City. Yeah, that's really good news. So that, that's now confirmed because they were playing in Birmingham, was it? Yeah, Birmingham a, City for the last couple of years. I, I, th- I don't know what. I, again, I don't know the ins and outs of why that they ended up moving out in the first place. It was something to do with they didn't want to pay the rent. Yeah, they, they used to own Wasp it. Raskin. No, the council owned it. Or oh, was it? Wasps bought it. Anyway, anyway, here's the long and the short of it. Um, when CVC did their deal, they gave the clubs a load of money. And the clubs were meant to go and spend it on infrastructure and making mm-hmm. the stadiums look great and, and whatnot. And even if they spent all of their money in exactly the right way, they still would not have, for the majority, as good a stadium as Wasps. Because mm. the Rico is a fantastic venue. Now, well, it's it, a little bit out of the way. In terms of geography, it's not great. But the actual facility itself is awesome. Well, it made Wasps... I'm sure when they've bought it, without anything actually happening, Wasps jumped to the second highest turnover in Europe just by owning the facility because there's casino conference centre yeah hotel gym yeah um, boxing everything so they own that thing right and they're now going to effectively double the occupancy now I don't know what kind of deal they've struck well well, that's that's how it was when they first moved in as well was it yeah was it for for quite a few years Coventry City were there and it's only the last couple of years they moved out and went to Birmingham City right so So I thought thought they'd be there for seven years I'm sure reading something like it's like four or five it's it's definitely more than just a couple of seasons anyway I'm talking talking nonsense anyway it's to return back to how it was yeah this is undoubtedly great news Mm. because you know if wasps own all those things just the fact there's more people coming through the door to see the facilities to go to the gym or whatnot mm. yeah yeah 100% I think it may have been again I don't know I think it may have possibly been a a pride before a fall thing for Coventry City because again as as Phil said they 
the council owned it. They didn't have a, there wasn't a master servant sort of relationship, and mm. then suddenly wasps are there. They're the boss. Tried to negotiate. <laughs> well, we're the boss. You pay that, or you don't come here. All right, we'll go somewhere else. And yeah. now they've come back a little bit with tails between their legs. It's anyway, very political because yeah. allegedly. The guy who brokered it was the mayor of the Midlands or whatever the actual title is, um, uh, Andy Street. Andy Street, wow. They brought him in to to mediate the thing. (laughs) Wow. So uh, I think uh, Wasps, just to get Coventry back, because apparently Coventry wants to look at building their own stadium in two years. Well, look at the other rugby grounds where they've had, where it's been shared. Stockport County and Sale Sharks did not get on, and the fans from Stockport County have long harboured massive resentment towards yeah, but sale I but so it just it, weren't sale playing, paying for the policing and all sorts they would yeah I mean, Brian Kennedy owned the ground and uh, anyway point being is it just wounds fester and when when a rugby team moves into your ground mm. and then becomes the boss it rightly or wrongly it it creates resentment and uh, that that's clearly happened so I'm glad they got over it Yes, agreed. I actually think it's good for everyone involved. Yeah. And that's the hmm. most important thing. And wasps could do with the money, let's put it that way. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, Saturday fixtures, Bath host Worcester, home, home win. win. Five-point home win. Quinns host Gloucester, which home I think will win. be a five-point home win. Chiefs host Tigers, home win. Home win. Uh, and then on Sunday, Saints host Bristol, which will be an away win, I think. Yeah. And Sale host Irish, which will be a home win. Yes, it will. It's quite a good accumulator there. Yeah. Yeah. Throw Newcastle in as a home win too. Yeah, I, 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 I might I'm, leave that one out of my accumulator. I might go on a five. Yeah. I, Although I think wasps, I, can't, I can't bet on rugby, but yeah, I think wasps. I can't. Away win. This week it went terribly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put fifty quid on an Owen Farrell red card? I did the old. It's, it, in the industry, it's called the bath trick, which is you wait for bath to get twelve points and you bet against them. <laughs> and I could see Newcastle climbing back. I thought, yeah, this is on once again. A beard more, you're a genius. <laughs> happens, doesn't it? Happens. So there we go. That's right, nice one. There you go. Two podcasts this week, and uh, if, if you appreciate that, then we you, you can find us and support us. Patreon.com/slash/eggchasers. You find us on Twitter. Find us on YouTube. Where me and JB and uh, one of these days Phil as well will be rambling away in the week when we have thoughts that pop into our head. Um, but we're here, and so hit subscribe so you get the next podcast delivered straight to you. And uh, nice one for listening. Let the boys play. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.